Hello and welcome to another episode of Useful Marketing Stories with me, Paula Ronan. I've been in marketing for a very long time and I've learned a lot, but I know there's always more to learn. For this episode, I get to talk to Sophie Dalton, Marketing Manager of Horse Sport Ireland. I've had the pleasure of knowing Sophie for many years now and have witnessed firsthand her passion for horses and horse riding. I can also say that Sophie has the patience of a saint, having given me several coaching lessons to help my own horse riding efforts. We didn't have much time to chat as Sophie is a very busy lady, making the most of her last few days of maternity leave. But I was delighted to grab a few minutes of her time to hear some of her useful marketing stories as she prepared to go back to work at Horsesport Ireland. Hi Sophie, thank you so much for giving your time today to share some stories from your time as marketing manager at Horsesport Ireland. You're just finishing up on some maternity leave and about to go back to the world of work. Yeah, uh, well, first of all, thanks for asking me. And yeah, yeah, so I have had nearly nine months of maternity leave now. So yeah, getting my, my head back in the game for, for work. You'll be totally refreshed, full of inspiration and raring to go, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose when I left, it was, uh, you know, I left a COVID world and now we're going back to a semi-COVID world. So it'll be, it'll be different. Yeah, brilliant. And um, I just wanted to go back, Sophie, if I can, because working yeah. at Horseport Ireland, uh, I'm, I'm lucky to have known you now for a few years, and I know you have an amazing passion for horses and everything to do with them. And I uh, was wondering if it's always been a passion or your aim to work in marketing or to work with horses or both, like which came first? Uh, probably working with horses. So. I suppose horses have always been my life. You know, I, I've been involved in horses since I was young and the dream would have been to have a horsey job as such. But when I say horsey job, I probably knew that, you know, I wasn't going to be a professional rider or work in a yard or, you know, anything like that. So then it became what I wanted to do was to be able to probably have a career that I enjoyed but could have horses some way involved with it. Um, and yeah, I actually did ag science in UCD. Uh, I did the animal and equine science course in UCD and then marketing came after that. And was marketing in UCD, was that a natural progression from the ag science course or? No, so I, what my placement was actually in Horse Sport Ireland from UCD um, and as I started in, in Horse Sport Ireland, I loved it. There was probably a gap there at the time. There was no real marketing. I was doing a little bit of marketing in the team that I was in, but there wasn't a marketing department. Isn't, um, that, isn't that fascinating? That, yeah. That, that, that whole body could be set up without a marketing department. Yeah, absolutely. And we were kind of doing a, a little bit of marketing without realizing we were doing it. Um, and I kind of had a conversation with my boss, I knew that I wanted to do some kind of additional qualification. Uh, marketing was something that I was interested in. I felt like I was working in it, but didn't have a qualification in it. And I suppose I was a little bit nervous that if I, you know, I, I was working in a job that I didn't have a qualification in. And, you know, I was going to end up either working in a job that I had a qualification uh, in, but didn't have experience in, or I'd have experience and no qualification. So yeah. that's where then I, Horseboard Ireland actually sponsored me to do my marketing and management in DIT. 
Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So what, what a great lucky. opportunity, you know, and uh, delighted that everything fell into place. I've no yeah. doubt there was a lot of hard work involved as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like the year I did, it was probably a little bit mental. Um, you know, we were doing Jumping in the City, which was a huge project at the time, a huge marketing project, really, um, because it was an initiative to bring show jumping to a new audience. We were trying to, you know, introduce... Uh, show jumping to urban settings and that's you know that was the aim for that so it was a huge marketing project yeah yeah um, that, that sounds like it was really pushing the boundaries and it, it probably uh, prompts me mm-hmm. to ask you like Horse Sport Ireland is a relatively new organization isn't it yeah and um, do you want to just take us through when it was set up and why what's the purpose of it like what's the mission of Horse Sport Ireland so Horse Sport Ireland is the national governing body for equestrian sport in Ireland and it also manages uh, the Irish horse register so you probably have two halves to the house if you like you know you have the sporting section which is all your national teams uh, you know show jumping eventing and dressage uh, are probably the main teams that people would know of. Obviously, there's other disciplines as well. Um, but then there are the, there is the Irish Horse Register and the breeding side. So when I say Irish Horse Register, that's yeah, like the likes of the horse passports and um, their breeding and uh, breeding details and so on. So th- yeah, ultimately that's what Horseport Ireland does. Oh, and um, I actually had thought that it was set up initially to promote Irish horses and you know Irish breeds and things like that but maybe did that come along later on or yeah I suppose it's a part of it you know uh, the promotion of Irish horses and Irish riders is is a part of it but not necessarily the reason it was set up yeah that's really interesting yeah and now now that um, it is part of it as you say what's the mission like what's the the overarching mission of Horse Sport Ireland is it to make Ireland the number one brand for horses in the world or have you defined it like that yeah no we absolutely have and we actually there was a new uh, strategy for Horse Sport Ireland developed so it's to have the best uh, horses and riders in the world very good. And I actually think, you know, we do. We're very, very lucky that, you know, our ambassadors for Horse Sport Ireland are the Irish riders that are competing every week, you know, in all aspects of, of or all places in the world. You know, there's there's a Irish uh, riders all over the world competing every weekend and the same with Irish horses. So we're, we're fortunate that they market themselves in, in one respect. You know, they're the guys that uh, promote us and you know they're our ambassadors yeah and uh, it would seem to me that a lot of the work the work that you're doing or that Horseport Ireland is doing is a very much brand focus so it's how people view Ireland as a horse brand if you like and uh, that's kind of uh, hard to put a finger on hard to measure are there is there anything that you, you guys do to measure the brand awareness of Ireland or what what particularly um, people in other countries associate with Ireland? Any research or anything like that? Um, I suppose, you know, it, it's very much, uh, we attend different shows through throughout the world. So, for instance, um, Kentucky horse trials and so on. So we would do a lot of research with, with you know, the people that come to our, our stand and so on. And I have to say, ultimately, people always think of Ireland as the land of the horse, you know. They, they see the you know the green fields and horses so we are fortunate in that but I suppose we want to keep that alive um, there's 
a lot of countries now are very, very competitive and we want to keep ourselves to the forefront. Um, and and ultimately what we want to do is, you know, when people think of horses and competitive horses that they think of Ireland, that it goes hand in hand. Brilliant. And what stuff have you done? Like what uh, campaigns have you run or methods have you tried that you found worked well or that didn't work at all? Or um, yeah, so jumping in the city is probably maybe the the first main project that we did, uh, although it was nationally rather than, you know, internationally. Um, the idea what there was to introduce it to a new audience. I suppose um, equestrian sports in Ireland, we always feel, like, compete with the major ball sports, you know, um, soccer, GAA and rugby, you know, in terms of publicity, PR, you know, and media, they're, they're the sports that we're kind of fighting against, I suppose, to try and get uh, promotion of our sport. Um, and, you know, people are very familiar with those sports. So we wanted uh, our Irish riders to become household names. And that was the idea of, of jumping in the city. Um, we. Do you think that's going to be um, restarted? Yeah, I, I hope so. Well, jumping in the city sounds like an amazing initiative and like a world first for Ireland. Um, how did it work out for you? Did it, did it uh, succeed in terms of the criteria you had set out? It did, yeah. It was a huge success. Um, you know, all the venues were a sellout. The riders were fantastic. Um, I suppose what we tried to do was condense the show. Uh, we limited the number of entries. We tried to include entertainment as well. So there was very much something for everybody. You didn't have to be a diehard equestrian fan to go. We tried to simplify the competitions so that they were easy to understand uh, and so on. And I think it did work. Um, so the a follow on, we had the Horseport Ireland Show Jumping Masters, um, which would have been the last big campaign, I suppose, before I went out on my maternity leave. And that, again, was to promote show jumping in Ireland. It was to, uh, again, bring the riders into the households of Ireland. Um, it was uh, during COVID, so there wasn't much competing at the time. Uh, so we held a show here in Ireland. We flew in the best riders. Um, and they competed on, on national TV, um, which was fantastic. It was around Christmas time, you know, there was great excitement. The unfortunate thing about, thing about it was that it was COVID, so it was behind closed doors. Um, but it was on national TV and I think there was, a, you know, a huge excitement about it. Um, there wasn't as many shows as there would be normally, very limited shows, in fact. So it was great to get the riders on TV and get them into the, you know the households again, um, and and show everybody you know what a great sport, uh, show jumping and equestrian sports are. And um, with with that type of activity, you know, I hope it does get, I hope it does get repeated. You know, and, and you do it again because uh, I can't understand why there isn't more show jumping on television and eventing. Those sports are so fascinating to watch and. The people involved in them put in so much hard work and it's amazing to watch the skill and the physical fitness and the ability and the drama yeah. uh, of uh, competitions like that so i hope it does happen but do you think um you know through streaming or whatever that it can hit the international audience 
uh, and so kind of grow the brand on a world stage? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've we've had a few follow-on projects from that. One would have been Take On Tokyo, and, and that was very much a kind of a, a streaming project. Um, we put it out on our social media, um, Virgin Media Player and that kind of thing. And, you know, it's fantastic to have those platforms now that people can go back and look at them. You know, you don't have to be at home sitting on your couch at a certain time. You know, they're, they're, they're available for everybody to watch. But also, uh, we're very fortunate that then there are a number of Nations Cups this year that will be featured on um, on national TV, so which is fantastic. So we'll see the Aga Khan this year, and 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 Rotterdam was just shown. Um, so that is great. I think we are making headway with trying to get you know the equestrian sports back on on national TV, which is great. Fantastic, Sophie. Do you have any uh, favorite sort of tactics that you use? Uh, within your job, do you have any kind of um, recommendations for listeners in terms of trying to, I suppose, achieve your objectives? Um, yeah, well, I, I think social media has been fantastic for us. It's one, you know, it's one of our strengths, I suppose, because maybe our equestrian riders and our fan base are very much uh, across the globe. You know, they're, uh, it's very much international, so this gives everyone access. Uh, what I find is behind the scenes content people love and also the personalities. You know, we have great riders with great personalities and people really want to know them. You know, they want to know the behind the scenes, what they what they do every day, what what people sometimes think is the mundane, you know, boring aspect to their lives. Um, you know, that's what people want to see. You know, they want to, to see how what they do every day, what time they get up at, you know, how they you know work their horses in the mornings when they're not at a show I suppose people can see them at a show but you don't see them every day behind the scenes so I think that uh, yeah that kind of content is is huge yeah I suppose it's bringing that out and, and kind of making celebrities absolutely yeah yeah and I mean that sounds simple but you know to, yeah. you know making content it takes time yeah. and so on so I know um, and uh, I was listening to a thing on radio, an interview on radio the other morning about uh, with uh, some. I can't remember now. I'm terrible. Aren't I? Some famous golfer's caddy. Oh yeah. Did yeah. you hear that? No. And uh, I was thinking, oh yeah, what about uh, the show jumpers, grooms, and all that? They are amazing too, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're the stars. They absolutely are. You know, the hard work, they, the hours that they work. You know, they know their horses inside out. They know their riders inside out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose it's. Uh, Horseport Ireland is the body for regulation and for setting standards, I suppose, in animal care as well. Yeah. Uh, I suppose looking at how they treat their animals and how they bring them on and all that stuff is uh, educational and informative yeah. uh, for the amateur um, horse owner too. So you'd hope that that trickles down uh, so that we um, have higher standards across the board. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, horsemanship is, again, we're very fortunate that, uh, you know, uh, Ireland is works hand in hand with with you know we're world renowned for our horsemanship, um, so yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Sophie, for giving your time so generously today. I really appreciate it. I know that you've been doing some of your best work <laughs> over the last few months in producing the amazing <laughs> Flory. Oh yes, yeah, uh, Sophie's little girl who's as cute <laughs> as anything. <laughs> And uh, it'll be difficult, I'd say, for you to go back to work, but hopefully you'll be able to manage it. You'll be rushing home to see Flory. And uh, I look forward to hearing more about your career in marketing and more of the successes that you've been so brilliant at achieving in Horseport Ireland. 
Thanks very much, Paula. Yeah, thanks for having me. Fantastic. Thank you. Talk to you again, Sophie. Take care. Thank you so much to Sophie for sharing with us today. It's really clear that her talent for innovation is really strong and she brings a lot of energy to her mission to promote the Irish equestrian sector across the world. Thank you for listening and I hope to welcome you again next time for more useful marketing stories.